Hi everyone, I'm Nathan. And I'm Ameka. And this and is this is Pondering Ponderosa. Yeah, we're gonna work on it. By the time we get yeah. somewhere, we'll get it together. This yeah. is um our second episode. Exciting stuff. And this is for season 41, episode eight of Survivor. Yes. So I guess let's start at the beginning. So right after Tribal, we see that Yasa is just in shambles yeah so this was really interesting because i thought they'd stick together but they like split up immediately exactly like it didn't really seem like tiff and xander had a reason to split up but they still did Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't know it also i i'm Liana was being a good sport about what happened i feel like if that happened to a lot of other people they would be very upset but she's just like, yeah, yeah Survivor. You know, I was like, okay, Liana. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, that was almost borderline embarrassing, but you can, like, still laugh it off. Like, I applaud you for that. Yeah, I respect it. I like Xander was even willing to, like, work with her again after. Yeah. So, so. something that happens pretty early is Evie starts going on this relationship recovery tour where which is what she said and it's just i guess as both of us were college students and she was like yeah you know as an anthropology student you would think like oh and i was like all right what are you talking about (laughs) but also like as someone who i mean i'm studying the social sciences at least i'm just like hang on she kind of she is using paradigms that we learned about in survivor like in college like paradigms that we learned about how to deal with people and how to like theorize people within our like coursework in Survivor and I'm just like honestly I kind of live but at the same time I don't think it's really working yeah she like goes to Xander and she's like oh I assume that everyone knew already or something like that Mm. trying to like cover herself and it's like who would know that's one of the game no yeah and then she goes to Liana and then she's like so it's something like on a personal level we're fucked or something Mm mm-hmm which I feel like isn't something you want to say to, like, someone you're trying to, like, build a relationship with. Yeah, and she, like, goes to Deshaun and tries to apologize to him. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is, I took these notes as I was watching the show. So, a question I asked is, is the Yasa 3 officially done? But I think that that already answered itself. Um, yeah. yeah. I was honestly really surprised with I guess not surprised, but Tiffany was playing very hard for someone that had very little at stake within that tribal app. Like, and it was like, t- like you weren't, you were the only, the only sort of operation that happened with you was you had to hold Xander's, I mean, like his advantages. Like no one was ever targeting you. No one was ever, your name was never brought up, but she was playing very hard. And I mean, all of you also was. Yeah. But somehow in the end, I still came to the conclusion that Liana was probably in the best position now because she had like other alliances already secured. So and that's probably is true still at the end of the episode. Yeah. And then, so yeah, after the whole relationship recovery tour, I think it was like Deshaun, Erica, and Heather are like talking. Yeah. And then Erica was like, what do you think about like the Yasa? drive and then Deshaun was like it's pathetic honestly like says some stuff about that 
which was interesting. It was. I also noted that Heather stared. She got some camera time. <laughs> there was like a moment where she was like intensely staring. And I was like, okay, go ahead. You're, you're in this. Yeah, her like character really appeared, I guess, this episode. I kind of like it, to be honest. <laughs> I'm still on the fence. <laughs> I mean, it was really, we're going to get to it, but like her challenge performance, it was something that was commendable, but it's just like, she's still coming off half-baked to me. And I don't know, and it seems as if, from what I heard, that she's not half-baked in person, and that it's like a deliberate, like they're editing her differently than how like people interacted with her. And I'm just like, oh, I don't really know what's going on there, but... Yeah, she probably, like, pissed off production or something. That's crazy. We don't talk about that in these types of shows, but it's like, you really are at the hands of whatever storyline works best for the production. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of, like, not really fair, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, with Big Brother, you at least have, like, live feeds to, like, mm-hmm. show your true self. But like, with Survivor, they can just, like, edit you however... Yeah, this is actually, this is a tangent, but I was just watching a video about um, RuPaul's Drag Race, and they have a pretty similar structure. And there's, mm-hmm. what ended up happening is in the earlier seasons, they would like just record everything, film everything, and then based off of whoever won or whoever got far, they would build the narrative of why they won with the, using the footage that they already collected. And yeah. I don't know if that's what Survivor is also also does that or if it's just like everything is edited separately as like in a step sort of motion. But it does seem like in past seasons that that was the way like. Especially like I'm thinking about Tokushin's right now, it's like JT was definitely edited to win that season from the beginning. And it's like. Is that something that I guess is that ethical, but it's like, why aren't they open about that then? Yeah, I think they edit, like, as the show, like, starts airing. So, like, Mm -hmm. after they, like, know who the winner is. So, like, fit the narrative to, like, whatever. Yeah, I think so, too. It's just, then why are we, then the thing is, like, why are we selling this as reality, then? That's, like, the big thing, where it's, like, yeah, obviously, you can't, anyway. I think we're (laughs) um so now we're up to the challenge the challenge came i don't know if it came really early because i wanted more juice from that post tribal council little kerfuffle but i feel like the challenge came pretty early and we see um they have to draw for colors again erica of course gets like (laughs) the bad option she has to sit out she's not eligible for reward but then xander comes in and is like i'll sit out for you so that you can play because you didn't get to play last week. And, and did you see Deshaun's face? Like as he was saying that. Yeah. It was like. Yeah, I felt like that was like the listeners. We they can't see. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that was like a super obvious move, like on Sanders' part, to like mm-hmm. sit out, try to build relations with like Erica. So I don't know how that's gonna play out, but I feel like he's be playing like a pretty open game. Yeah, I honestly, when I, when he first did out, I was like, oh, he must, like, he's obviously thinking there's an advantage of sitting, like, some sort of, like, you know, something to find, which there was, and he was reaching around for it and still didn't find it, so I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on there, but on Erica, I'm just like, I really feel like this underdog game could really pan her out to, like, a final, 
final six, final seven position. And she really just hams up that she's just like, oh my God, I'll just do whatever. Because yeah. like, that's all you really have to do at this point when there's so many big characters going after each other. And like, I just like, I want her to ham it up more because it just seems like she's this, like she's, I don't know. I'm just confused with Erica right now because now it's just like, obviously fate's telling you that you need to be disadvantaged. So it's just, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, and if she does make it to the end, she needs, like, I guess I don't like the notion of, like, a survivor resume, but I guess she needs, like, a resume to show that she actually, like, played the game. It didn't just, like, go along with whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, It doesn't really seem like she's going to really get the opportunity to, like, build a resume as, like, we get further and further and more of, like, the people who aren't you know, threats start to go home. No offense to the people that went home <laughs> so far, but it's definitely like, I don't know if Erica's going to have the, the gumption to make that move as we go further because now she kind of is isolated. But also, so is all of, all of Yasa. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, is gumption a real word or did Taze just make that up in the, the gumption? Drag race? Yeah. The gumption has to be a real word because, wait, I'm a... <laughs> it has, yeah, gumption is a word. Gumption is a word. Okay. I was just wondering. Because, like, that's the only time I heard it, like, in progress. It's shrewd or spirited initiative and result resourcefulness. Okay. Okay. The gumption goal. Anyway, going to the challenge what this wait okay wait can you describe the challenge because i'm blanking on what actually occurred during the challenge yeah so they had to like swim up to like a ramp and they had to dive off and like get these like or unhook these buoys or whatever Mm -hmm. with puzzle pieces and then there was a puzzle at the end yeah that makes sense i have here abby wasn't fucking around with that puzzle (laughs) yeah she like solved it in like four seconds it was crazy yeah, and we have, of course, we had another super fan moment because Jeff is just, whoa, how are you able to do that? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, it's always nice. It's nice to prepare, feel like you're prepared for something. Outside mm-hmm. of that, it's kind of just like a mute point, but like, congrats, you got to use something that you saw on TV while you're on the TV show that you saw it on. But yeah, after that, it became very clear that I don't know. In the editing, I honestly, I was like, someone from Yasa is going home just because it's such a Yasa heavy episode at that point. Because now it's mm-hmm. like, there's three of them discounting Liana. And it's just like, they were pretty, they were on my screen maybe half the time. I'm just like, there's no way that they're just going to be like, all good. Because <laughs> they're like, they're, yeah. major- they're minorities of like the people there. And it's just like, why is there so much camera time? But yeah. It's going. Going back to, like, the challenge, how do you feel with, like, Survivor, I guess, like, reusing challenges? Because Big Brother does, like, the same thing, like, reusing a bunch of the older challenges. I think it is, it's good for moments like these, but it does also prevent unfair advantages based off of, like, if people just happen to have remembered how that challenge worked, they're, like, going to be able to solve it in three seconds, like Evie. But... yeah. 
at the same time, that's also every you can also look at it the other way is like every watched the show, she studied it and she figured out a strategy fair and square. So it's I don't know. It does I don't really see the argument that it makes the show more like boring or like repetitive because it's like, are we really tuning in to like the intricacies of these challenges as if they're all not the same in theory? And yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's like, okay, we got to jump in water and do something and then make a puzzle. Like, it's literally, (laughs) (laughs) or like, and then they insert like little random ones that are like different, but like not too different. And it's like, I don't know. I think that Survivor, having a survivalist theme really helps the challenges be like, feel like they're grounded. Because in Big Brother, it's like, you're in a house living with people and then you have to like, do some random challenge that has nothing to do with any sort of premise of surveillance or like the whole idea of Mm -hmm. big brother so it's like survivor is definitely better on that account but yeah what do you think about it yeah so like i guess on my first watch through i kind of like didn't like the fact that they reuse like so many like puzzles and stuff Mm -hmm. but i guess like what you said makes sense though because like if you're going on a show like survivor you should do like the studying and all of that so, yeah, I think I agree with you and what you said. Mm. Let's see. Up next. I think I figured I think I figured out Xander. I said I forgot what this was in reference to, but I said Xander is smart but unrelatable. I just can't relate to him. He doesn't give anything that I <laughs> that's recognizable. <laughs> Yeah, he had like this one like programming metaphor that I kind of related to. Ooh. Like that's really it, honestly. Wait, what was it? He was like, because Shan was like telling him all these different names, and he was like, there's like a bug in the code that I have to like figure out or something to that effect. <laughs> okay. It's like the metaphor didn't really make sense, but like it was a programming metaphor. So I guess that worked. <laughs> oh well, repping for wait, what does he do? His, like, job title was, like, app developer. Oh, okay. So he's in the same camp as you. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what this is in reference to. I wrote, I love Nasir. OMG. Oh, when they were trying to target Nasir. That was... Shan went... I really... This is why I like like Shan. Or was it the papaya? The papaya? Oh, wait. Maybe it was a papaya. I believe it prop. <laughs> yeah, it was the papaya. I'm remembering it now. I was talking about um, this is actually right before the immunity challenge where it became more relevant. But I was just like, there's certain people that are able to look at bad situations and make them better and not get like caught up in their head of like, oh my God, this is going on. And I love this year yeah. because he was just like, you know what? We didn't get the reward, but. Here we like we could have something, and it was like it was a nice moment. And then Ricard comes. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? It also made him more of a threat, though. Oh, true. But I mean, Shan wanted to keep him though, because he's like a provider. Yeah. And then Ricard comes back from the reward and tries to take some of the papaya, and then Shan gets mad. That was so their relationship is so interesting because it's like yeah. They're editing it as if there's like tension within their alliance, but it also is just like that's how I interact with my friends. <laughs> like, yeah, like 
there's more nuanced relationships than like, I love you all the time. And I agree with everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it seemed like they very quickly recovered, but they still, they are trying to plant the seeds that, oh, Shan and Ricard are, there's cracks in the foundation. But I, I, they probably interact like that all the time. Honestly. Yeah, Shan still calls him. Yeah, Shan still calls him her number one. So mm-hmm. I think that their relationship's super strong. So going on to the reward challenge, um, actually, before we go that, given the, the choice that they had to like sit out for immunity, for, sit out for food and then like give up immunity, would you sit out or would you compete? I would compete. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like I'd never feel safe to just sit out of a challenge that I could win. Yeah, it there's there's definitely a double-sided nature to the fact that you saying you want to sit out, it just is showing that you feel that safe, which could be capitalized on. Yeah. I don't know. I think if I was to go into a survivor as the person that I manifest every day, I probably would sit out just because that's just something that Nathan would do. But if I went mm-hmm. into Survivor with a game plan that was inherently like self-interested i would probably not sit out either or i don't know yeah and, but this child, I mean, like, like, hmm. yeah, and three out of the four people who sat out all had idols too yeah. so they felt some sort of safety yeah. Yeah. also and i feel, feel like, like she had she had kind of bullied ricard to sitting out yeah <laughs> it was very- i was just about to say that <laughs> yeah she was like he just had like a pouty face on <laughs> kind of iconic and i remember like at tribal jeff was like asking like the people who like sat out and didn't sit out like why they chose that and mm-hmm. i was wondering if he'd ask like ricard like why did you decide to sit out and i was wondering what he would have said because mm-hmm. you know that he didn't do it like out of the tribe like the tribe's best intentions he just yeah. did because he felt guilt i guess for the papaya incident Maybe honestly, I don't know. I here's a question then: Do you think Shan would have been able to convince Ricard to sit out, have the papaya incident not happened? I don't think so. I don't, Ricard... I don't. The thing is that, like, I feel like Shan actually has repeatedly asserted a lot of control over Ricard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I don't know I feel like she might have been able to which is kind of like is that a smart game move to kind of just like be like hey here's a bigger threat this person controls me too here's a bigger threat just in case like they get targeted or is it like just dumb I don't know oh yeah that's a good point yeah maybe Ricard could have like played into it and be like Shan has control of me or whatever make himself a smaller target make Shan a bigger one yeah I don't know. But anyway, explaining the actual challenge, this one, they were on a balance beam on their tippy toes and they were balancing a lock on their head in between a post. And like, it get, apparently it was really hard because like half the cast got out within one minute. But yeah, I have the elimination order. So the first person out was Deshaun after maybe three seconds. <laughs> um, I honestly think Here's the thing. I can't really tell if, like, not necessarily with Deshaun, but, like, where strategy and just, like, sheer inability to do this challenge come into play because it doesn't really seem like 
there was a lot of strategy going on as in, oh, let me not win this one. Yeah, I feel like if you're just going to throw the challenge, you might as well have just sat out and gotten rice for the tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And then after Deshaun and like... Erica. Yeah. Well. And then, yeah, I'm not surprised, I guess, by that. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards was Tiffany. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, yeah. <laughs> Danny was out next. I was a bit um, surprised by Danny getting out like so fast. But I guess he's like a heavier person. So maybe it's harder to balance. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think the tippy toe situation definitely brings a lot more pressure, I guess, physical pressure to yeah. it. But yeah, I don't know. Still, I don't know. I don't actually like. Okay, then afterwards it was Liana that was out. It was all good. It was the three girls left and after Danny was eliminated. Liana, Heather, and Evie. Evie, okay, yeah. So yeah, Liana's out next. Then we have Heather and Evie. The most actually Heather. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Heather made it so far, honestly. Yeah, Heather's like 53 or something. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote down, is Heather gonna do something? Question mark. And the answer was no, because Evie won the challenge yep. shortly after Liana fell. And now Evie has won both challenges. This is what, how, what do you think about that? So now Evie's like really showing her challenge prospects. How do you Yeah, I feel like that? I feel like she's definitely a target, but I feel like she didn't really have a choice this week. Because yeah. like if she didn't win that challenge, she probably would have been gone. Yeah, I don't I'm now I'm kind of interested in like how Evie prepared. Cause like it seems like Evie. Evie has been a like she has also been a pivotal part of like Yasso's wins when they were like a tribe. So now it's like she has a really good social game, good at challenges. Like, how did you prepare to go? Like, you're not that like, how did you prepare all this? Is what I'm wondering now. Cause it just seems like she's really showing that like she has it and she's like, she did it. So. Yeah, she yeah. has been doing like really good. Like even in the building the tower with the feet, she did really yeah. good in that one too. I yeah, I'm know. curious I just to how that now she's like a really big target. Yeah, but it's like also I don't know. I think that we're I'm kind of framing target as someone who exists outside the majority alliance right now because there's not that many people <laughs> left. And in reality, she's probably the fifth or sixth largest target if you ca- if you account for like that alliance. People in the but majority, yeah. Individually, she's all. I think she's probably the biggest target now on an individual basis. Yeah, I feel like my definition of a target is like if they were sitting at the end, like how threatening would they be to like others? Yeah, I feel like if Evie gets to the end, she has like a good case of why she should win. So I do think she is a pretty big target. Yeah. But I think I can say the same thing about Xander too. And it's just like, how are you guys operating at this level of visibility while being at the bottom? <laughs> like, yeah. what's the game plan? <laughs> yeah. And well, then Tiffany goes home out of those two. 
Well, I guess if he was safe, but Tiffany over Xander seems weird. But yeah, we'll get to that. We could get to that now because right after the immunity challenge, you know, Evie gets her immunity necklace, and Liana's automatically like she wants Tiff gone. Mm-hmm. And then the guys of the did they have a name yet? That alliance. Which one? The one with all the black people. I don't think they do. No. No. Well, <laughs> cookout part two. <laughs> uh, they're the guys in that alliance. They're now they're starting to question if they should target Nasir. And Shan yeah. comes in and she's just like, "No fucking way! No, you're not going to. We need him to provide." And yeah. Shan also talked a lot about being a pastor this episode, and. It's kind of interesting how it interplays with this sort of game. I didn't really think about it until she started talking about it. But it's like, oh, like she's her job is caring about people. So it's like, how does she deal mm-hmm. with the fact that she kind of has to navigate that? It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So like going back to like the Nasir decision, mm-hmm. I don't get why they wanted to turn on Nasir because Nasir seemed pretty tight with them. Very. Like, right. I, yeah, I agree with like Shan and that they shouldn't target Nasir. But maybe she didn't go about it the right way. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's like it seems let me not read all men, but I'm gonna read all men. It seems <laughs> like the way that testosterone interacts with Survivor is that you're just always you're only you're moving too quickly. Like you're always just like trying to prevent the next threat, trying to make sure you have all your bases covered, but then you miss out on, like, the nuances of, like, oh, I actually have to exist in this environment. And I think from what was shown in the episode, I feel like everyone would agree that camp would be a worse off place without Nasir there. Yet the first chance we get, like, we start strategizing, like, oh, Nasir has to go. And I think that it's different because the same thing exists to Big Brother, you know, the whole june song sort of strategy but in big brother like you're all gonna have the same services regardless of who goes home or not like relatively like unless there's someone cooking special food whatever and survivor like you need people that are able to survive just as like to get through the game anyway so it's like targeting people like is a lot more i guess competitor weight in being a provider than in like other sort of conditions that are similar outside of survivor so target him didn't really make any sense to me either yeah i remember in like earlier seasons we had like people like ozzy who like provide for the tribe mm-hmm. like they'd usually be like kept around because they were providers but then like as a game like evolved i guess people didn't really look to them as much but i guess like now since like the conditions are so much worse than they were before yeah providers might be like of better use for the tribe yeah, I think that normally by like day 20, I think everyone kind of learns at their own pace too. Cause normally by day 20, at least even the people who are the least sort of prepared to live in that environment are starting to gain their footing. So yeah. at that point, the providers just become sort of regular players. But especially with the way that food, like they've affected food this season and like made the ration smaller, it seems like people that are able to you know, provide, still have that importance later in the game. But yeah, I have, um, I wrote down, damn, I don't know what in reference to, 
Is there anything surprising <laughs> that happened right after that? Damn. So where are we now? Where? I this was after Luvu turned on this year. Oh, is this the Shan and Deshaun argument? Yeah. Oh, probably. Thoughts on that? <laughs> Shan really is not coming off the best. Her social games taking a dive. <laughs> yeah. It's not looking too good for her. Yeah. I think that it honestly wasn't the conflict that I was anticipating, but when looking at Deshaun and Shan as personalities separately, you could kind of see where there will be areas where conflict would arise. It seems like Deshaun's very much like, I'm a cool guy as long as I have this, this, and that. And even though this, this, and that are very like basic, like, oh, if you respect me, if you listen to me, if you do this. Shan didn't do those things. So now it's just like a system where it's like, Obviously, Shan doesn't have any malintent towards, like, Deshaun, but it's, like, it's coming off that way because she's so overactive and, like, naturally jumpy and, like, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of sad to watch that the Black Alliance couldn't keep it together. I mean, they're still together now, but I think there was definitely some preclusions at the next episode. Things may switch up, but... I'm really curious to see, like, what's going to happen to this alliance because, like, with the cookout, like, not all the members, like, liked each other. Like, Tiffany, like, hated Asa and Big D. And then, mm. yeah. But they were still able to, like, keep it together to Final Six. So I wonder if, like, this alliance would have, like, the same conviction to, like, go all the way to the end. Or if they mm. turn on each other. I don't know. This is definitely some interesting crossroads. Because you could also look at at the through the, the frame of comfort and the fact that Big Brother, it was easier to keep that alliance together because it was, it was like, there were other sort of issues going on that made that irrelevant. But in Survivor, there could very easily be issues where it's just like, okay, I don't have to care about my racial identity right now because this is happening. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's definitely a different, scenario and it's kind of like where does that sort of like collective black voice fit into like I need to eat I need shelter (laughs) like it's like I don't know it's definitely different and interesting but yeah Shan was just Shan just came off very overhanded and then Deshaun came off like he really wanted to say something but he was being a little wishy-washy like it seemed like he had choice words and he didn't really he tried to express that in a way that was respectful but i honestly didn't really it was hard to understand yeah and like a confession he's like me and chen need to patch this up or else later i might feel like she needs to go or something yeah yeah so there's definitely some distress there Mm -mm. i have a quote from shan she said this even (laughs) evangelistic idea And I'm just like, what is an evangelistic idea? (laughs) Like, the choice to evangelical, like, (laughs) I forgot what the context was. I think she was talking about being open to, like, different, like, at her church, like, being open to different people and what they have to say. And she's like, yeah, you know, this charity or, like, this prayer or these evangelistic ideas. (laughs) 
And I'm just like, maybe I don't know enough about religion, but what I, isn't the I, religion an evangelistic idea? Is that, what is going on? Yeah, I didn't really get that whole metaphor that she was trying to make there. I think, I got the metaphor. I think she was trying to say that, like, she was really trying to be receptive to what Deshaun was telling her and be like, oh, you know, like, I had to take in information from all these different sources and, like, be able to rationalize them and spread them out without hurting people's feelings. And she felt really bad that she felt that Deshaun's feelings were hurt when she was shutting down the idea that Nasir can go. But yeah, that's what I guess that's kind of it relates to what I was talking about before with like how a pastor would play survivor. And it's just like, I don't know, there's there's some areas where it's like, okay, that being a pastor prepared you to deal with this. But then it's also like the moral aspects are a little shaky. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) She called herself like a mafia pastor in the like beginning episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like to play this game, if you're, like, a pastor or something, you really have to, like, shut off a part of yourself, I guess. Yeah. Or just, like, segregate. Like, compartmentalize? Yeah, that word. word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have another quote. This might be the... I don't know if I missed this, but this is the first time I heard that someone... I heard someone use the term betrayedar, which... Xander used to like talk about like Yasa splitting up, and I'm just like, that is such a good word. Betrayed on, yeah, because so it's like, like a radar, for, to like, tell. yeah. I mean, I feel like that was really obvious too because Shannon came up to him with like three different names, yeah. But at the same time, wasn't Xander wasn't the who was the target that Shan was positioning? So Shane wanted Evie gone, but she wanted immunity. So they switched mm-hmm. it to Tiffany. So then, here's the thing. Why, then why lie to Zan? Like at that point, I mean, they got into this in tribal council, but it was also very, it seemed very clear that Yasa was everyone for themselves. So this fact that they had to create a story around getting Tiff out to Xander just didn't really make any sense unless, like they said it during tribal, like, they didn't really know if Yasa was still together or not. But it's like, yeah. I don't know. It, it was very messy, but. Yeah, I feel like if they told Xander like straight up that Tiffany was going, I feel like it would be in Xander's best interest to like play his idol on Tiffany in that case. Mm. Like none of them go home. You know, Xander might just be a smart enough player to be like, okay, yeah, that's fine with me and then do that. That would have yeah. been the move. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, though, because what if they split the votes on Tiffany and Sander? I feel like, okay, maybe not then. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think if, here's the thing, like, the, Xander's game is really good in the fact that he's appearing to be very open to do anything. So Mm -hmm. if Xander was just, like, on board, I don't think people would necessarily question Xander being on board to get out Tiffany unless, you know... I don't know, something ha- Somebody else outside of that happened. Because I think Xander has come off very much willing to be like, hey, I'll make a risky move. I'll, I'll align with you. Like, he's just like a, a collaborator, a social climber, even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Afterwards, Heather talks. 
this is when she's confronting Shan, right, for putting her name out? Yes. And I said, so, wait, what do you say? Wait, I'm trying to, so like what happened? So the target was on Evie, right? So Heather was mad at, so Heather told, was mad at Shan because she was the second option when she, when Xander came back and they changed it from vote for Nasira to vote Nasira to, to Heather. Vote for Heather. And then Shan's like, well, you're not the target. Like we're just telling him a story so that we can get out Tiffany. And she was mad because she was like, I don't want to be a target. And that's why she was like talking. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. From what was shown, it just seems like I don't really have a reason to root for Heather. So it's like, I don't really care. I'm not really invested enough to make sure you're not a target. But there probably is a reality where Heather was an important part to someone's life or game. Yeah, I just like like the chaos that she brings. Yeah. It's like in the preview for next episode, she's like arguing with Nasir. I feel like that'll be exciting. I don't understand why, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I wrote down everyone is so confused that she can actually strategize because everyone was looking at her when she was talking as if like <laughs> we have never heard you talk like this before. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is like anything more. And then he was, like, about to say, like, that's full. And then Heather is, like, whispering to Tiffany. And then he's, like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 what's happening? Oh, no. Yeah. And, then, and then, yeah, Heather's, I have Heather's moment, LOL, was her, like, let me go up. And she was, like, calmly walking <laughs> around. And she was, like, trust me, I got this. <laughs> and it's, like, what did you have? <laughs> yeah, and she still worked for Tiffany, too, after that. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote down. I was, like. What? How are we going to do all that just to vote? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Listen, Heather had her, here's the thing. Heather had her moment now. So now it's either a one-way ticket out or like she starts playing the game. Now she's like, yeah. she's shown her cards. Mm-hmm. I did notice oh. during all the kerfuffle, Rick, Ricard was really trying to get Xander to flush that idol. And I think he was trying yeah. just a little bit too hard because I think Xander yeah, was, was like, like, nah, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> He was like, please play your idol. Please play your idol. You need to play your idol. And I was like, that's super obvious. Exactly. And I think Ricard was kind of thinking like, oh, you know, if I like, if I like do it like underhanded that way, it'd be like, oh, it's in the moment. I just heard your name. Like people are going to vote for you. He's going to believe it. But it's very clear that Xander was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. So I guess. So Shan and Deshaun or. Oh, wait, what you are you going to say? Oh, you want, oh, let's talk about oh. that. We should talk about that again, yeah. Oh, yeah, Shan and Deshaun get into it again. Because Shan decides to flip the vote back to Heather or try mm-hmm. to flip the vote back on Heather. Deshaun wasn't having it. So they have, like, a huge thing, like, in the middle of Tribal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I'm... think the thing with that is it seems like Shan is trying to let Deshaun know that if he has a problem, he has to, like, say it but the shot is also like he's he's not necessarily saying what his problem is he's just like oh well you know like like he's just being very passive about it and i think shan needs yeah. someone to be like active to even consider their voice relevant and that's mm-hmm. really what in both of their arguments that's kind of what happened like the shot was being like oh you know like you know you do this sometimes and you do that and then shan's just like what do you want <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like 
I don't know. I kind of felt for Shan in that moment. I'm just like, the Sean, if you really like, you make, you're making this into a bigger moment than it would be. And if you said someone's name and they got mad at you by being like, Oh, like, by like acting the way he is. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The one thing about Shan is that she's consistent at least like she never, (laughs) she's never not Shan, but I don't know. It was, I think it was an interesting part too. Hopefully we don't see the same drama carried out in the next episode. Cause I, I already kind of got tired of it, but mm-hmm. it was, I don't know. Rock the boat a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, I think the question Shan's I was, definitely... was oh. if you're in this situation, who would you vote for? Who would I vote for? I feel like I vote for Sander. Cause like, they have the plan, right, to, like, vote out Tiffany and get Sander to flesh out the idol. Mm-hmm. But, like, why not just vote out Sander at that point? That was, like, confusing to me. Yeah, actually. I don't know. I think there, everyone was still... I feel like there's a lot that's not shown. I feel like there's a lot of yeah. conversations that probably happen during the trip to Tribal or right before Tribal that really impact who's going to vote for who and what's going to happen. And I think that if that was to happen, there would have to have been some sort of inkling that Xander would be able to pick up on. And in that instance, it would really help to be the person who votes against everyone else. So I don't know. In terms of who I would vote for, you know, Tiffany was my winner pick last week. So (laughs) probably wouldn't have voted for her. And I just, I really, I don't want to vote. I would probably vote for Heather if I was like a person and I was voting as like, I like this person. I don't like this person in a game perspective. I think Xander's probably the right choice just to like, not to scare him, but just show him that like, there is some sort of, there are people that are seeing him as a threat so that maybe next week he can flush his idol because now it's like, Oh, if you get like two votes, one vote, it's like, Oh, your name's out there. People have seen your name written out and it like, it could be used as like a fear tactic. Yeah. I feel like the players, like, right now really need to, like, flush out some of the idols and advantages in play. Yeah. Because, like, they're only going to add more, and I feel like it's going to get, like, really hectic later on. Yeah, I don't know. I think that another thing is that a lot of people with the advantages are in very privileged positions, like Shan, Nasir. The only person that really is in the position where they could use their advantage is Xander and I think he's using that sort of like that sort of like logic to be like okay let me not use any of these things so I can keep them longer for when I really need them yeah but I don't think that's gonna last that long I think that people are gonna start to pick up that Xander is not gonna just like willy-nilly use his idol just because his name's in the air or people are talking about him and that's gonna be the time to strike because you can catch him off guard mm-hmm That being said, you know, the question, our two questions that we ask every episode, who are you voting to win? And who do you think will go home next? Who am I voting to win? I think Unlike... we... Wait, you go first. I'll go first for the next one. Um, so, like, is this on, like, a personal, like, level or, like, on a game level? You can do both. 
on like a personal level, it would be super cool if like Nasir won. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's like the best character this season. Then like from a game level, I think Deshaun is still in like the best position. Because like he was targeted last week. This week he wasn't really targeted. But like him and Shan need to somehow patch things up. Yeah. I think for me on a personal level, I would really like Liana to win right now. I don't know. I'm a I'm gonna throw a shot in the dark. I think that the real you know, I moved from the US to Canada because I like understated partners to overstate it exact exuberant, you know, over loud people. I like to be the quiet person. So in that between Shannon and Liana. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I would love to be in that position in the game to have someone that's yeah. like willing to just do all that and like take all the heat, even but on a per, on a game level, on this point, I'm gonna say if Ricard is able to make it to final three, no, that's depending on who he goes to final three with. But I'm gonna go for Ricard because I think that Ricard is in a position now where he could. He has options, and if he chooses to switch her off and form a counter-alliance and then they get farther in the game, he's definitely going to be sort of like pioneering force of that. But also, if he chooses to align with the Black Alliance, he's then is able to be like, hey, I was not – I was able to, like, survive in that environment where there were four people who were always going to look out for each other, and I was the second, and I still got here. So it's like – I'm ro- I'm rooting for that. Yeah, I think that I want Ricard to go there. Oh. Yeah, I really like Ricard too. I feel like him and Deshaun are like my top two right now. Mm. In terms of who's going home next, I think Xander. After what I just said, I think I convinced myself that Xander is going to get too cocky with one of these moves, and it's going to backfire. Yeah, I can see it. If like not for Xander, I feel like maybe Evie. I feel like another Yasa is going to go home next episode. Yeah. But we're still fingers crossed for Heather. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it does seem like we see this a lot in Survivor where it's like, it's not, it's the week after the big sort of event that the effects are felt. Like, it's like, it's almost as if the one episode isn't enough for people to really start to like I guess take in the difference or take in what's going on or the dynamics but normally the week after that it's like okay some comes some continuation and some clarity yeah and yeah somehow we still hit 50 minutes <laughs> really good one oh. episode <laughs> well that will be it for this week and yeah tune in next week to our episode nine recap is this a recap i guess this is a recap yeah i guess it's a recap yeah mm-hmm. well like if it's not a recap what would it be i don't know recap or a review or i don't know there are words that mean yeah. the same thing 